Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Gottfried. Have you ever heard his, uh, his reading of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey? I can imagine what it sounds like. Too early to a very bad Gilbert Gottfried impression? Probably. No, I think that's tributary. Yeah, it is a tribute, as long as it's... If you want, though, I'll call the police if it's very bad. We know that she does that often. But no, I would love to hear your Gilbert Gottfried impression. No, it's... it's You credit me as having one. I was just going to attempt one. But well, I now literally I would do like not to, have a just surprise. I would like to hear let's, it, though. Let's make it an but Shall we all attempt one? We'll start with me. Like, this can be... No, I'm gonna have the this worst is a terrible hit. idea. I don't, <laughs> I'm kind of down. Off the top I, of my head, I can't remember what, exactly what it is. You could just say, like, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, like... I'm Gilbert Godfrey. You know, like you <laughs> that was, that's that's good. essentially what I was about to do. That's yeah. the first time I've yeah. ever done it. So, you know, let's <laughs> all do it it's, together. It's a lot of fray, like, Jafar! <laughs> Go, John. John said he's ready. Hold on. I'll, how I I'll, that. Just one sec. You know, like, your just, face really, like... Just let me do mine real quick. <sighs> all right. Oh, are you you're pulling up a Gilbert Godfrey though. on your phone? What are you talking He's about? He's just gonna play it to the mic. <laughs> Hold on, it's an ad. Hold on. Yeah. I mean, what? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were a voice actor. This is not real. This you should not hear real this at all. Patrick Warburton. It's pretty phenomenal. Patrick. Warburton. Is it also off an app? Godfrey, I'm pissing and shitting and coming. This one is perfect. The video to sound lag is really amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the best part. Wow. That was, a, that was a great impression, man. It sounded just like... You're welcome. Yeah, he was also quite laggy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm just going to do a recap in terms of, uh, you know, chronology of where we are in terms of, you know, uh, Wednesday to Thursday, which I believe we find ourselves on a Wednesday here. Uh, but then moving uh, ahead even more in time, we have uh, a day later. Um, yeah, 
uh, Lexus, uh, Lexi, excuse me, Lexi, Thistle, and Vikram. Out of the boat, Vikram, the formless, the de facto leader of the Broadheads, trying to signal a big catch in the form of the Sky Whale or Bellows Beard. Uh, Alexi, due to a very bad series of rolls, uh, due to his big nature, overturns the boat, but maybe fortuitous, as uh, that leads everyone except for Vikram to lead uh, comfortably to shore. Sure, Lexi is out of breath and what have you, but Vikram lost his weaponry and his radio, and to make matters worse for him, uh, Marixa and crew, uh, including Gitz, uh, your character, uh, side character Stefan, and a couple of others uh, appear, uh, ready perhaps at Marix's behest to take vengeance as they spy down the wet rat that is uh, Vikram there. Any questions or clarifications or things I forgot to mention about any of that? That's, yeah, that's a very good summation. Yeah, I think yeah. Just, just for stakes, I know for me this is important, that Vikram mentioned last time that if he doesn't check in with Travis every 45 minutes, something something bad happens. Um, so his radio is now dead, uh, and Vikram oh. is actively searching for a radio to call in. Huh. He did claim that, and uh, beforehand he uh, may have also said like an hour or something like that, but there's something to the relationship, good point, of Vikram and Travis, that unless he checks in, Sarah's uh, you know fate is in the balance. But that's a that's a great point. Yeah. Folks, on that note, we're going to jump right in to um, to actually that party uh, forward in time. because I think uh, for my calculations, that's going to be the most impactful. We uh, cut to Thursday afternoon uh, about 1 p.m. Uh, we see on the horizon this aluminum boat uh, that just the uh, tip now is just sinking below as uh, there's a considerable air pocket underneath, even though the heavy weight is now going underneath. And once it does, it just kind of leaves the natural vista of, you know, uh, of the earth at its prime state, thanks to the stock interference, uh, just really uh, swelling in growth and a lack of human interference, leaving a, a clear lake. Um, and Alexi Thistle, uh, you're here. Uh, Gitz, you're here as well. Uh, and uh, Christy, uh, if you wish to jump in as uh, two of the other kind of very minor, you know, support characters of uh, Marixa and Gitz, uh, feel free to jump in if it, you know, if it sways you at all. Um, but uh, yeah, we see Vikram just kind of getting to his feet, surrounded by his couple of, uh, you know, attack dogs, pretty meaty dogs here who are just kind of uh, at his beck and call. Uh, as he uh, looks up to Marixa with uh, Alexi and Thistle looking on. And also, Alexi, you mentioned last time, which I want to pick up right now, you were searching to see if you had if you had any sign of where Jonas and uh, Fenrir had gone. So make an intelligence roll. And I don't think you have any skills related to this. Intelligence, my favorite. Nine. Your favorite, bud. Who's to say? They're not here. You no. can say that much. That's for certain. Yeah, that is. But actually, maybe they're hiding. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, it's, it's also possible they're hiding. Possible. Uh, so that kind of occurs to you. Um, as uh, but, you know, within your company, um, uh, we see uh, Vikram uh, now lost his coat, his weapons, his radio. 
now just kind of goes onto his knees with some pain surrounded by his couple dogs and looks at Marixa and Git specifically and, uh, you know, two of the loyals here um, who just kind of leans back, opens his arms up uh, in a generous position and says, well, I feel like this has been a long time coming. What can I do for you, Marixa? As uh, Marixa stares back at him uh, with a pretty murderous glance. Uh, And before she can respond, even though she shows no hint of responding, uh, we see Vikram hold up his finger and say, Let me guess. Let me guess. Suspicion has been vibrant in the air for the past a week and a half. You think I killed your father. Donal. A great Donal. Just because I respond a rifle out of the kindness to my heart and don't sell it or use it, do you think a murderer would be that dumb that they would return something that was on the victim? I mean, I appreciate the cojones that the murderer would have, but that would really take something quite spectacular. And uh, he kind of opens it up to look around to Marix's companions, including yourself, Gitz, uh, and even Thistle here. Uh, Lexi has not yet made eye contact with you. Can I just say, what's your proof? Uh, How would I have known to kill your father? And why? Who, from all I hear, is a hunter. Someone who does not hunt man, but hunts beast and makes sure the uh, broadheads are prosperous. Kind of holds that gaze with Marixa. And uh, Thistle, Marixa then just steals a glance at you. Uh, looking for support, and uh, Alexi, depending on your investigation status, will also make eye contact with you as well, as she shifts her weight somewhat uncomfortably. Uh, I think this will just gives her a small nod to encourage her. Uh, make a charisma roll, Thistle. gonna say and and one of the uh, while this is happening one of the little cronies just goes yeah it's a, it's a really non-reassuring nod it's a six <laughs> okay uh I, I will say christy i don't think these guys are that cartoonish like full gangster you know like like mafia suit and everything <laughs> what do you think boss what do you say they're actually both ah, mice She's guilty. Oh. Yeah, they're two little rodents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just working backwards here. Uh, the scary thing which we'll learn about Vikram is that the two people, other than uh, Thistle and Gitz, uh, played by Louisa and Stefan here, um, the rest of Broadheads have been pretty enchanted by Vikram, uh, as we'll learn out. So they're kind of, they're loyal to Marixa to a point, uh, but we get the feeling that these two other people are just good because they're, uh, you know, they know the wilderness and that's what Marissa would have loved the most about them. Mm. Uh, but otherwise are kind of like the jury, you know, uh, we don't know completely where they'll land here. Okay. Cool. 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 Good to know. 
I hear you're saying, let's go serious. We'll, we got this. We're going to go low and slow. Here we go. Let's go low and slow. Low uh, and what was slow. that again for Charisma again as Thistle, Louisa? Uh, six. Yikes. Okay. Um, as uh, Marissa, you know, you kind of do a nod, but she's not looking at you. As uh, Marissa swallows and uh, it looks like Thistle that she's just going to, you know, uh, kind of take matters into her own hands at this point. And there's a silence. And again, Alexi or Gitz, if you wish to jump in, you can. But there's a pretty pregnant silence here. Gitz takes a step forward. <laughs> he uh, walks up beside Marexa and he's like, So. Uh, and then he looks over to Thistle. And then looks up to Vikram finally. I mean, there's a lot on you, and a lot of reasons we can think that you're the one, but... Right, what are they, my man? Uh, Git, what are the list of reasons, as you so perfunctorily suggest? Gits pulls out a knife, he's like, well, this is one. That's not a reason, my friend, that's a fucking knife. No, but we're the jury, and you're the judge. And then he looks over to Marixa, and he's like, and there's five of you, and... Five of us and one of you. Well, <laughs> Gitz, I don't know what my friend Marixa, who should very well, to your point, lead this party has done for you, and I admire loyalty. But actually, right now, I might be unnumbered. Uh, heck, I don't my coat, my weapons, my radio. Only I have this piece of silver that's left to a trade, but if we were here back at the cornerstone, some would say there are 15 of me and there are three of you. And uh, one catalyst left in the mix. And yes, Gitz, you could gut me and prove that I'm not the only, as you would say, stone-cold killer. But where would that leave you and Marixa? Someone who was, from my understanding, trained to lead the Broadheads, but never really showed any interest or warmth or anything of that nature, but just to improve herself, to follow after her father, and when that crumbled away, just went to the drink. And trust me, my dear, I know what it's like to go to the drink. It is comforting. Some would say, well, especially knowing me, a continual comfort. But it's not the solution. It's not the way to lead people. Again, my friend Gitz and company, I ask for evidence, not threats. Because while threats may suit you in the short term, in the long term, I don't think they'll do much. And would it be safe to say at this point, Julian, that the... Uh the folks listening are starting to kind of like nod and look at each other and be like, Hmm, they're turning a little. Yeah. Uh, let me just actually, uh, that's a great point. Let me just make a charisma roll to see if Vikram is as charismatic as, as uh, this villainous DM hopes he is. Uh, as a 12. Uh, so there might be some nods. Um, you know, it's definitely not, uh, won over by Vikram, who's a kneeling man, wet, soaked the bones, surrounded by a couple dogs. But everything he's said so far is true. Uh, as in, uh, Marixa Macron has 
not been a good leader, albeit uh, Donald uh, Macron was a great leader for the past five years. Mm. Uh, but Marixa, all you've known of her leadership is her being drunk and uh, sullen, where uh, Vikram has most like, let's go on a hunt. Let's make profit and that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so, you know, maybe some stealing nods here and there. One person goes, uh, yeah. Which is probably- and just so I'm clear, what he said earlier about the rifle, is he referring to the one that she found? Like, is... Yeah, it's actually something that, sorry, Vikram returned to the Broadheads. He found it, and he returned back to the group. He found Donald's, Donald's gun. rifle. Mm. And then on your uh, mission to find what happened to him, uh, you return Donald's hat, his uh, Blue Jays hat, which he now wears. Mm. Okay. What led us to Vikram eventually? I forgot, actually. Okay. Oh. What? Sorry. What actually? I, I don't. I don't. I don't remember what led what us. The to actual evidence Vikram. pointing towards Vikram was. Yeah. No, it's a fair question. Um, that was actually the uh, seer, uh, which you uh, had a brief encounter with, where uh, basically the uh, seer uh, said uh, that whoever stole his silver was also responsible for Donald's death. I didn't say in that much, uh, but just kind of intonated it and that was it and uh when you suggested that to marixa she pounced all over it. she's like yes fucking yes it makes sense uh because uh, she does know that the one person who appeared with silver who's capable of getting silver which can only typically be a formalist uh was vikram uh who appeared here uh, about you know just under two weeks ago huh. okay you just gave me a dark idea okay cool can i can can get say something <laughs> Uh, with a dark idea, yes, you can. <laughs> Gets also to in response to what Vikram said, nods. He has that like snakish smile on his face, and he's like kind of toying with a knife, and he's he's nodding slowly, and he's like, "I was just trying to see if I can get a response out of you." And then he looks over at Marixa, and he's like, "Marix." I never saw the seer that you saw. I still think that's kind of insane. Uh, Mirksa gives you a hint of a glance to just like icy death, uh, which, uh, you know, uh, you've encountered a couple times before and you do not want to re-encounter. Uh, but then she looks back and she swallows yet again, uh, clearly nervous. Uh, politics is not Mirksa's strong suit by any means. Yeah. yeah. Gets just kind of like shrugs. He's like, Rex, listen. Your your dad was, you know, he was great to me. But this, and then he points over to Alexi. Strange man comes in and says there's a seer, and you agreeing with him, and some information about Vikram killing your father. Uh, I mean, I was asleep the whole. How did I not wake up from that? <laughs> Mind your place. Um, Rixa just kind of cuts you off. Mind your place. You not seeing anything is no evidence to us, Gitz. You are literally always asleep. But I saw and heard the seer as well. And and she nods to Alexi and she goes, and he'll corroborate. He was pretty shaken up about it. Gitz looks up and he's like, listen, I'm just shaken up that an ex-cultist to a seer, a mysterious, you know, mysterious, uh, 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 sorry. What, what are you, John? You're a, yeah. a catalyst. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. <laughs> um, 
mysterious catalyst saying stuff, ex-cultist, no offense. It's just, it's it's a little weird, all right? And then you start, I, I just feel like you're, Rex, if I might, if you don't mind me saying, I feel like they're maybe playing you a little. Who knows? I don't know Thistle that well. I know she's an ex-cultist, and I don't know this guy. I don't like him. Mirxa looks down and uh, kind of says, like, almost intended just for you, but loud enough for everyone to hear. My father has been hunting in these woods for years. All right. You think anyone of this wilderness who hadn't had a notion or a premeditative urge to hunt? How did you, as uh, she strides forward towards Vikram, how did you hear about the broadheads? Why did you come here? As uh, Vikram kind of says, uh, arms up, like, I came here because I was heading north and I like to explore and, um, well, demonstrate my services as a formalist. <laughs> I knew nothing about the, uh, the intrigue that I would stomp upon or anything like this or the politics. I'm, as I expressed before, when we met, I'm genuinely sorry for my loss. All I found was a good rifle. We don't need this. I know you're guilty. No soldier is willing to attest to that. Kind of looks towards Thistle and looks towards Alexi. This catalyst is all I need. He's been through worse. He knows the sort of criminal you are. That is what, what his purpose is. Vikram, which I know is not your real name. His purpose here on Earth is to expunge the evil. The truly alien. And that is what you are. Enforcer. Uh, she looks towards you. Uh, all of a sudden giving you all the credit and pomp of a, uh, a final judge or royalty. Uh, as she looks towards you. And Vikram kind of goffs at that and looks around as being like, what the fuck? Um, as if just like one person can decide here. Uh, but either way, all the attention of these, uh, what is this? Six people? two dogs uh, kind of confirm their, their attention to you. Yeah. I think um, Alexi likes size, uh, a heavy size. He <laughs> hates this, this judge, uh, this judgment position that he's been given, but yeah, sort of just <sighs> the one we encountered. He was not seen by uh, our snaky friend over there, but it did happen, and this one told us that the person who killed Donal was the same person who stole the silver from him. Vikram, where did you get your silver? I found the silver coming up here for the woods, and I have a tendency to find it through being a formalist, and I gathered it. Um, and Alexi like looks to Marixa. It seems we are at an impasse. Her mood changes like a storm uh, as uh, she goes from like almost hopeful and vengeful to just disappointment and anger towards you uh, and steals a glance towards Thistle um, and uh, just says, this was enough. We know this man is a murderer. 
And now you say it's unknown? Uh, Alexi is, um, Alexi just, he's, he knelt down when he was speaking to Vikram, Vikram and he uh, sort of stands up and walks over to Marixa and says, um, I am not an executioner. And yet, you killed so many in the war, and you can't kill this one guilty man. And uh, I think with that, Alexi just kind of like, he just kind of like um, walks over to Vikram and like stands him up um, and is just like, is just like, Vikram, if you are lying, I will know. Um, as he uh, nods towards that and says, I assure you, big man, <laughs> I'm not li- lying in this court of the wild. Um, and I think Alexi just says, um, says, tell me then when you found the silver. Did you see anything else? Uh, if it's true that someone else killed Donald, there would have been signs uh, of a struggle, perhaps. Uh, did you see anything? I did see some breakage for the brush, as I communicated before to the broadheads. It seems like he was caught off guard, perhaps having somewhere to help as we now know Donald's someone to be, but all I found of interest was this rifle. Again, as a scavenger of this year, any equipment I take up and keep moving, I don't investigate further. I suppose now, in retrospect, that is a fault of mine. Knowing that it would be Donald Macron, I should have searched more, but I had no idea the importance of this man. I was strictly looking to survive. Yeah, I think Alexi like looks over to Marixa and and just says, uh, uh, "I know you want justice for your father, but the idea of punishing a potentially innocent man, I I can't do it." Hold on one second. Uh, I'm just trying to remember what we got of the information when we first got from Vikram, because I feel like my recollection of it is that when we arrived and we found out about Marixa, she kept asking him to go search for Donal because she was convinced that he might still be alive. And Vikram was saying that he was lost and long gone. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. Uh, basically she was asking the broadheads to search, uh, for Donald and that was a worthy cause, but they'd already gone once and, uh, she was appeasing to Vikram because now he suddenly held sway, uh, to make a more, you know, um, And on their first time, that's when he found the rifle? No, apparently Vikram found the rifle before he got to the broadheads, before he was introduced. He apparently found the rifle and gave it over to them. Uh, I need Thistle, Gits, and uh, Alexi, of course, to make charisma rolls. And uh, Christy, please make a uh, charisma roll. Uh, don't worry about the stat. Yeah. Uh, just a D6 roll. <laughs> yeah. Seven. Of the other people here. Seven total? Yeah, okay. she has terrible charisma. Uh, eight total for me. Alexi. I have no in. uniqueness, wow. nerve, or talent. That is a one. Okay. 14 for Alexi. 
14? Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, just purely between myself and John, you say this, uh, but you can tell as, you know, uh, Vikram is struggling for words. He's lying about some of it, if not all of it. This is a guilty man, but you can also tell with a 14 that if you were to just smite this man here, you would be the one to blame. He seems innocent to all except to you. Can I have, so Gitz is going to turn to Marixa. Marix, listen, I, I think, and he's like kind of gently, you know, he's, he's still like friends with Marixa, but is, is clearly not trusting of the situation. Marix, listen, <laughs> I think maybe we just need to, you know, pull back and, and maybe look around some more. And he's like, you know, despite kind of like, poking at both Alexi and Thistle earlier, like looking for support, like kind of being like, 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 I think he's feeling like, like Brickham is actually maybe innocent. He's like, right guys. Like maybe we should look for more evidence first. Cause then fine. A jewel, a jewel right now. We settle it now. This is just going to hold you up and her me. hand. And she's like to, to, to stop everyone from talking. And she'll say, I find it very interesting that you mentioned that you saw Signs of breakage, which we definitely saw when we went our second time. In your initial observations, when you went to find the rifle, and yet those were not clues that were mentioned for us to follow up on in our first expedition to go find Donald. Ah, uh, well, well remembered, um, Thistle. But... I already said it in my first observation, and as you know, Marixa hasn't exactly been very warm for my inclusion into the group, therefore after. She's been pestering the broadheads again and again to redig the grave of Donald Macron, which no one seems very keen to do, so I'm sorry if I didn't release it to the authorities. Uh, 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 redig the grave. We didn't even know he was dead until this last expedition. I didn't know he existed beforehand. I just, sorry, I call it, that's like a blatant lie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think to Thistle, it just doesn't add up, right? Like, and she is trying to make those connections because he's also saying that he didn't know that he was dead, but then, or like that he didn't know Donald, but then we did go on a first expedition to go find Donald and he didn't bring any of this up. Listen, I understand that for the third time, um, I'm sorry to sound impatient here, but I am in a state of crisis. I've lost my weapons, I've lost my armor, and thanks to me, I've still held on to the silver here to still get our biggest score in what sounds like quite a while. But I do need to warm up by a fire. We are missing two of our members, a certain Jonas and Fireball, or Fenril, and a smoke that she conjured here. And while I do appreciate you want justice... My friend, Marixa, if I can be so bold to call you a friend, now is not the time. Hold me to it, and I will stay here for questioning, but I really do need a radio. I do have other things in play, and I really do need to check in on other things that will concern, and he looks meaningfully at Alexi, other people that would be of great interest to them. So if we could drop this court at least for half an hour, and uh, retire to our private juries, that would, uh, I think, benefit us all greatly. 
yeah, steps forward on the heels of that and just says, like, Agreed. Uh, it will do us no good to stand around arguing. Uh, Vikram, uh, I will take you to uh, shelter, uh, start a fire, and make sure you're uh, set up. Uh, get you a radio. I appreciate that, big man. Always count on a catalyst, as I believe they used to say on the war on form, eh? As uh, he uh, kind of uh, smiles as much as he can, the dogs that follow him. And uh, yeah, potentially Alexi in, in toes. He's going towards the old like animus birch uh, towards heat. Mm-hmm. I think um, uh, like over his shoulder, Alexi's like walking with um, he's walking with Vikram, but like looks back to Marixa and just and just says like mouths. Trust me. As Marixa is just fuming and you can tell Gates is pretty fucking angry at you. Uh, but Marixa is kind of like she boils over often. I mean, doubly so ever since her father died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gets, uh, like, you know, tries to put a hand on her shoulder, just, like, tries to approach her in some way and just be like, listen, Rex, I know you hate me right now. I'd hate me too. But I just don't think that you're in a state of mind right now to uh, do what we're doing. I don't, I didn't. Great, save me some energy then and just hate yourself. She turns around and, like, walks uh, back towards uh, two of the cronies and, like, starts, like, issuing them, like, just orders for a survey uh, there as uh, trying to keep them occupied away from that as they're kind of combining parties here. Burn! Gets, uh, gets, gets channels his anger in that response to the direction that directs it, that Alexi walked. He, like, looks over and is just like, and then goes off to search for a radio. Nice. And uh, how about Thistle here? Uh, I think Thistle's going to follow Marixa. As uh, Marixa, again, just kind of like, you know, uh, kind of readjusting the rifle strap on her arm. Uh, and uh, turns to face you, Thistle. <sighs> Not exactly as planned. You trust him, the catalyst? Now? No, I don't. He's very generous for an enforcer. Hmm. Well, are you going to wait? Uh, she hesitates, uh, you know, storting out her frustration and anger here. I, I can't just murder him. Oh. Uh, she looks almost surprised. I can't. You could... I don't have much to lose. Maybe for you. But if I did that, I might lose my place here at the Broadheads. I could not be respected as a, a potential leader ever again. Hmm. Well, just give me a sign. She grabs your arm, uh, much like Gitz tried to do, but now passing it over. You know he did it, though, right? Of course. If you can't do it, give me the sign and I'll do it for you. It'll be a nod. It'll be a long, meaningful nod. (laughs) 
John sing the slowest, like, bird nod. Just full of stretching my neck and my chest muscles. I just kept hearing her song in my head being like, just give me a reason, just a little bit enough. (laughs) Do you remember what I said earlier? I must be honest, I remember very little. I'm making it up as I go along. What'd you say, big man? I said, if you were lying, I would know. Oh. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> and what do you know? Um, and Alexi just kind of like slowly like slings the sledgehammer off his shoulder um, and just kind of like grabs it and puts it on the ground and like leans it up against the tree. Uh, is the whole tree on fire still? No, no, no. It's like, it's, uh, no, no, no. Okay. I'm still burning. Okay, I'm like, Jesus, no, mystical flame. Um, it's, it's, it's more like a, a warm fireplace. It isn't just embers. Okay. So it's just warm. Yeah. But it's not on fire. So I think he just leans his sledgehammer up against it. Um, and uh, he kneels down to like pet one of the dogs um, as he's just saying like. Which kind of record, well, actually, sorry, I'm going to ask for this. You have Heart of Gold, so make an even charisma roll. Okay. Because these dogs would be kind of like, whoa, because they, you know, 16. dogs grew up knowing, you know, humans for human's sake. Sorry? 16. <laughs> oh, my God. This dog loves you. It's licking your wrist. It's really into you. Yeah, and Alexi's like petting the dog's head very gently and um, um, and and uh, just saying, um, yeah, <laughs> who's a good boy? <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, uh, Alexi, um, Alexi just like sort of is kneeling down, petting the dog and, and says, um, you know, I, I can protect you, but I need to know the truth. <laughs> the truth. And I'm sorry for delaying the answer a little bit, my friend, but why? Do you, Catalyst, need to know the truth? Yeah, heavy sighs. He stands up um, and pats the dog's head. Uh, I made a promise uh, to someone to do what was right. And uh, this is part of that promise. I don't expect you to understand, but... I will try to help you as best I can, but you need to be honest with me. Do what is right. This person you made a promise to, I take it, it wasn't Marcus Kingwell. <laughs> and <laughs> Someone after the fact. Yeah, Alexi sort of chuckles. <laughs> no, my promise to that man was fulfilled long ago. Very nature is your fulfillment, the promise of that man, from what I understand... Someone personal, do what is right. Alexi, my friend, my wise enforcer friend, what is right these days? Um, I realize you can't answer that. But to me, what is right? I'm just going to give you my definition. You let me know where it differs. Yeah, and I think while he's he's like, he's nodding along while Vikram is... is jumping into this and as as victim is talking he just like goes over and just grabs the sledgehammer very slowly 
but like nodding along and still listening. Vikram, not without his dullness, is like eyeing this and just raises the stakes personally for him. Alexi's just like, <laughs> <laughs> he's listening. <laughs> what is right is to promote your survival. Harder for us humans, as you understand, but to make life better for those that you know and those you care about. Is there a better definition of right? Yes, sir. I would say that that is part of what is right. <laughs> Alexi, I take it that is not your real name. Let me tell you my real name. They call me the Water Bear. Do you know why? Because I resemble a type of creature that tends to survive in a lot of environments. Tardigrades. And I've picked up a thing or two. Who said tardigrade? <laughs> One of the minions Who just is like... He's behind a tree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. microbiologist. Yes. Yes, Rudy. A tardigrade. That's it, indeed. A tardigrade is more of its scientific name, I suppose. But all names are just lies or more just appreciable things we can give to things to let us know what the fuck we're talking about when we call anything anything. Right? I'm the water bear because I survive. And people around me who wish to flourish, they survive as well. So that's my definition of right. And I can say with some people eyeing you, if you were to do, well, let's just say the worst and just split some wood with that war hammer and that wood happens to be me, they would judge you very fiercely. And your reputation, my friend, throughout this land and beyond would be sullied. And it's already a reputation that's bad to begin with. No one can trust catalysts, my friend, especially wartime catalysts, known sociopaths, psychopaths even. Perhaps yourself is the one exception, but um, you would make your life a lot harder, wouldn't it? And that wouldn't really be doing the right thing. Not just for me or for you, for others, many others. Uh, Alexi nods at that. You certainly are a smart man, Vikram. As he like picks up. <laughs> no, I'm a fucking idiot, my friend. I'm a drunken idiot who just goes from problem to problem and trapezes out. Um, and Alexi. Lexi just picks up the hammer and he just starts like slowly walking towards Vikram uh, and says, um, you know, I don't like to talk about things that I hate often, yeah. but truly amongst the top of those lists are the stock. I hate them with every ounce of my being, but I do admire one thing about them. Their tactics are straightforward. <laughs> no games. They come to destroy, and destroy is what they do. <laughs> you, on the other hand, Vikram, love to play games. As he, like, as he just sort of, like, winds up the, the sludgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. 
And uh, right? Alexi, um, Alexi just like holds holds the sledgehammer just kind of like at the top of its swing. Um, oh as he uh, as he sort of just like as he sort of just eyes Vikram. I want the truth, Vikram. Yeah, make a charisma roll, uh, Alexi. Yeah, I'll inspire this one. Uh, uh, no need to use inspiration. I think okay. we have advantage because uh, this okay. is very terrifying. Six and four. <laughs> you can't have so triple 16. advantage. Triple advantage. No. Uh, sixteen. Okay. Oh. No, unfortunately. Uh, his eyes widen as he looks at the hammer more than yourself, um, and uh, he just says, "Well, I killed the man. We saw an opportunity." And let me die with the one truth that I said in a long, long time. This will bear you trouble, my friend. And see, uh, closes his eyes and just kind of like, doesn't like beam up towards it, but kind of grimaces, you know, his, his confidence is lost as he kind of like almost cowers, but leaves his head the same way, hoping for a pretty quick death. Uh, and I think with that, Alexi, like, I think the shot is like, you know, we see his, like his eyes close and he's like waiting for this moment to, to happen to him. Um, and we just hear like the wind whistle and you think it's going to be the, the sledgehammer and it's just a hand on his shoulder um and alexi just like <laughs> just like grabs him like puts his hand on his shoulder and just says uh like sort of grabs him by the shirt a little bit and is like we're going to have a talk with Marixa." uh as he like slowly like sort of like raises him to his feet and and starts to walk him back to the crew what a freaking twist Alexi, uh, you are uh, leading uh, Vikram uh, towards the group here. Um, if there is nothing that you're saying immediately, as you kind of get half distance, just very short distance, um, Vikram does kind of, you know, say kind of sotto voce to you. Um, Big man, I'm going to say once again, I'm not sure how you're going to hold this kangaroo court here, but I really do need a radio. And I think you know why. It's now maybe ten minutes past the time that I should check in. Um, yeah, and uh, Alexi uh, nods at that and, and just says, um, Yes, sir. I understand. You will get your radio. Yeah. Yes, perhaps it should be the uh, first point of uh, business here. Again, Alexi just sort of nods and uh, like has a, a hand on Vikram's shoulder and is just steadily walking him towards uh, towards the group. Cool. Uh, as uh, you know, the group presumably kind of opens up uh, here as uh, Marixa perhaps last turn, but, uh, you know, kind of a semicircle arranged here with the uh, two nameless broadheads kind of making sure that, you know, the area is secure-ish, but uh, gets Thistle and Marixa. Um, you're being approached by these two. And uh, I think Alexi just with the hand on um, the hand on uh, Vikram's shoulder, just kind of like pats him on the shoulder and like, kind of like, like looks to the ground, uh, ushering him down there to kneel. Uh, Vikram just kind of his eyebrows raised, raising his hands up again. And then kind of like, what the fuck kind of goes to his knees. Um, and Alexi uh, sort of uh, looks over at Marixa or actually bends down to Vikram and says, um, I can help you, like I said, but that requires honesty 
You understand? He uh, looks down, um, kind of uh, beside himself. My friend, uh, and he tries to whisper this, honesty is not going to help the situation here. And then Alexi uh, leans in even closer and just says, it's all you've got. As he like stands up, he uh, looks towards Merxa and says, um, Merxa, the first thing we need is a radio. Why? I'm asking you to trust me as he sort of extends his hand. Just by her nature, I suppose, doesn't, you know, second guess that. And she steps forward. She has a radio on her person and she hands it to you. Gets uh, gets kind of like in the background, just does like a <laughs> now he's calling the shots. Just like a slide, like a snide remark. Just lets it go through. Um, Alexi takes the radio and just holds the button and holds the radio close to uh, to uh, Vikram's face. Um, do you mind if I just tell you what I need to change the frequency? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, which uh, you can. Well, I'll do it. How do you? Uh, which knob? <laughs> just, just pass. It's easier for me to do it okay. than just to say. Okay, it, you if can you don't do. Mind. Yeah, that's fine. You can do okay. that. Okay. Um, as uh, he grabs the radio, um, and he says, "Longhorn, this is Smallhorn. I am okay, but I am uh, right now being interrogated by." Rick's Macron over something that, well, I did not do, as she says it happened. And Alexi's grip just sort of tightens on his shoulder. <laughs> and I need you to stand by. Over. Um, and I guess that's me. Uh, so... I guess we just... I uh, know with this, how's I'm matching it, John, is that Travis would not respond. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was just going to say, like, radio silence. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he looks back up at you and says, You realize what happens if I don't respond, right? And he nods. The girl. Yeah, Alexi nods. Wait, did, did did Vikram say that loud enough for everyone to hear? Like, saying, like, the girl and everything like that? Uh, yeah. Because you're pretty keyed in at this point. Like, there's no other sound. Then yes. Okay. Gets is like, who is, like, spitting poison towards Alexi. Kind of gives a confused look now towards Vikram. And then, like, after he says that, he's going to say, the girl? Alexi, uh, I think Alexi just sort of butts in. Hey. You've had your radio. Uh, now on to our second matter. Ahem, as he sort of like pats Vikram on the back. <sighs> he does a long sigh looking down and kind of like <laughs> takes a few beats as uh, he's on his knees, totally disarmed, you know, still quite wet uh, from the lake. Um, and he takes a breath and then looks right at Marixa. Uh, throughout most of this, if not all of it. I have lied to you. I did kill your father, but I didn't know he was called Donald. He was in defense. I saw a man aiming at me. It was now game or my dogs or something. 
And I was in a strange land, and I threw my axe, and before I could say anything else, as the man yelped out, the dogs followed. And there was nothing but instinct at that point, and I finished the job. And I'm sorry, and I'm sorry I didn't admit it before, but I didn't do the math quick enough. I didn't know he was your father when I returned. All I knew was I'd killed a man, and I had a nice rifle. And I returned it and learned of the situation, and... Given the nature of who I am, I'm just a jackass who just talks and talks, and I'd already started talking when I came across the broadhead. And at that point, I had to just keep talking, and the talking didn't lead back to the truth. It went further away, and I killed him. I didn't mean to kill him, but I killed him. And listen... I know. I've seen it from the first day you want to kill me, too. But I really would prefer staying alive, so I propose this. Let me finish what I started with the broadheads. Let me get this sky whale. The amount of silver on it will launch your company into riches. We'll not have to worry about a hunt for years. Then after that... Let me leave, or pretend to let me leave, and then hunt me down. But let me live at least for that long. Marixa, I'm sorry I didn't come forward sooner. But that's how it happened. And Alexi looks towards Marixa, being like, Hmm, what do you think? Uh, he's going to make a charisma roll, and of course, um, if people choose, uh, they can make charisma rolls as well to get a take on the situation. Uh, yeah, is anyone else making a charisma roll? Just leaving it up to these two to uh, yeah, no. sort it out in this moment. No, I think Thistle's pretty set. Yeah, so is Gets. <laughs> okay. That, of course, you know, in cinematic language was uh, all focused on Vikram. Uh, and now the camera takes in Marixa, who listens to it, uh, who, given the last half an hour, stays comparatively extremely calm, uh, and her breathing does slow as uh, Marixa then looks to you, Alexi, because you're closest to Vikram, and... Uh, now I do need you to make charisma roll, Alexi. 15. Wow, Enforcer. I mean, this is not uh, (laughs) a usual uh, area of expertise for a wartime Enforcer Catalyst, but uh, you've been around humans for a long time. This look is one of which of... You know what you have to do to make it right. It is a look of pain and almost, um, sorry, what's the word? I guess shock would be a synonym of someone could just tell this story to the victim's face. And that's okay. She looks to you as in, what are you going to do? And uh, it is also framed by the fact of, you know, Vikram being on his knees is not lost on her. So she looks at you and being like, okay, it's not finished. Now what? 
Um, I think Alexi um, sees this. Yeah, definitely sees this. And uh, I think he just sort of thoughtfully looks back at her and just says, um, he deserves to be punished. Yes. But his death will not ease the suffering in your heart. It will not bring your father back. I'm not an idiot. I know that. Um, as uh, she kind of says it quite softly, but, you know, fiercely intent towards you. Some choices cannot be unmade. This won't be one of them. Do it. <sighs> he pulls uh, out his hammer. Uh, 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 sorry, uh, just one bit of flavor here. Alexi, is your hand still on Vikram? Yeah. Mm. Um, as uh, you see Vikram with one of his hands, just pat your hand there, being like, you tried, big man. Like I said, the right thing out here is to protect those who you hold dear and yourself. Remember the girl. And I think, yeah, with that, Alexi just sort of like pulls out his hammer and sort of like raises it really, really high uh, above, above Vikram. And I think like as Alexi is raising the hammer to its full height, um, he uh, he just kind of looks at Marixa and is and uh, and just says like, "This is the last chance." As uh, Marixa frowns and strides towards you both and draws a knife. Oh man! <laughs> um, jeez. Yeah, I think Alexi would be sort of, I don't know, taken back by that. Um, I think, I think, yeah, he raises the hammer. He sees her coming towards with the knife. And I think just with one really quick uh, swipe, he's just going to take the back of the hammer, like the bottom of the hammer, the hilt, and just, just clock Vikram in the head and just try to knock him out. Okay. Uh, make a strength roll with advantage. Uh, advantage because a very controlled situation and you have skill for this. 13. Yeah, uh, that's enough. Again, Vikram does not protest uh, there as uh, he just kind of like gets hit there. Um, And the uh, dogs at that point immediately start growling and uh, barking uh, and taking on, you know, defensive uh, positions towards you there. Um, As uh, Marixa's pace slows, as uh, she kind of looks at you inquisitively uh, as this cacophony of like now dogs barking Mm. um, here. I guess I'll finish the job then. So uh, he goes towards him. I think Alexi just sort of steps in front of him. How would you like to be known? Marixa the Butcher, the Executioner. There is another way. Take him back to the Broadheads. Put him on trial in front of everyone. Show everyone who he really is. You will get your vengeance that way, and you won't have to sell your soul. Make a charisma roll. I will say this would be a disadvantage uh, just because the, you know, the story leading up to this, Marixa isn't exactly, you know, want to uh, believe uh, your argument here. 
Uh, okay. I'll use inspo. Nope. <laughs> oh, everything's falling apart. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking Jesus. This is hard being in a little closet. John is in a closet. He's lost a dice in a closet. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Would I, as Gets, who've presumably known Marissa for a while, has she ever killed someone before? Like another person? Or is she just hunted? Great question. Uh, she has not in cold blood, but she's probably killed some zealots before. Okay. Uh, not in the kind of style, uh, execution style, let's call it, that she was just displaying. Right. Not like this. But she probably has. Okay. Um, hmm. So that's a 14. Oh, my God. Marixa is, uh, looks up at you and that livid energy I have tried to communicate before of how I imagine this character uh, now just kind of vibrates anew. And um, she does look at you and look down at this man who she clearly despises, uh, perhaps bleeding, uh, you know, a bit from the temple as well as I'd assume a knockout with that hammer would do. Um, and uh, just with her knife, uh, she stabs at you, but just a stab that is just like the knife is just hitting the part of armor she recognizes that just kind of hits against it harmlessly, but a, like a firm push that you can sense that with more effort could pierce uh, if she wished it to. And, you know, Alexi, if you weren't an enforcer, this would be a little bit nerve wracking, but right. you've been through worse. Uh, just while glaring at you. Um, and she just kind of says, she says nothing as uh, she turns on her heel and walks the other way um, and uh, looks towards, uh, uh, she don't know offhand if Gits or Thistle will be the best person to tie this person up. <laughs> I think Gits for tying. Yeah, but gets his enemy skills for tying. Um, yeah, but his his deck's better, right? He has like card tricks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, he has card tricks. Yeah. Uh, so let's say, uh, yeah, that I think that also makes sense with the energy here of uh, Marissa just looks at Gitz and uh, just says, "Bind him. We're bringing him back." Gitz just nods, and uh, Gitz, yeah, Gitz goes up to the body <clears throat> and is next to Alexi now. Uh, and is like looking down at the body, uh, you know, that's like the, like the over the shoulder shot where it's like Alex, it's like the camera's looking down on Lexi and then below Alexi is like, gets tying him up and then gets his, gets just kind of like has his face and looks up at Alexi and then kind of whispers or, or quietly says to him, sorry. And, uh, continues tying up, uh, Vikram puts him over his shoulder and then looks up at Alexi one more time and just nods his head whatever poison and hatred that was spitting towards alexi before has kind of disappeared and he just kind of like nods at alexi and then turns to follow uh marixa okay um yeah and you would also have probably another broadhead who would help you in this yeah. because uh Vikram is yes. a bigger <laughs> right. dude uh great i'm gonna say actually alexi give yourself an inspiration point uh in this moment of a high drama uh just a simple apology from this suspicious figure it's not like you just kind of you know uh cleanse gets of all his potential sins but you know just seeing uh this human uh turn on a dime in terms of judgment and kind of extend like oh my bad didn't know you were that kind of person 
uh, is kind of Lexi be like, yeah, humans. Yeah. yeah. Hope <laughs> cool is like that. Real. Yeah. Um, during this, however, uh, these uh, dogs are still like growling and barking and still seem to be a threat. Uh, I'm imagining it as in like, just like if someone makes a bad move, hmm. uh, these things might attack you. Like they're, they seem a little confused over the fact that their master is like, uh, mm-hmm. Not dead, but was definitely attacked by the larger man, which is not quite, you know, human in their eyes, uh, but are still like, you know, uh, still causing quite a ruckus. I think Alexi, um, Alexi just sort of turns his head towards Thistle um, and just says like, you heard what he said. Yes. Uh, about the girl. Yes. I know I am in no place to ask for favors, but please. Get back to town as fast as possible. Find her. She is in danger. Get a head start. Uh, I need to de-escalate this situation. As he, like, uh, gestures over to the dogs. As uh, as you're going, Thistle, um, Rixa does call after you. She's kind of getting her own stuff. And uh, she just simply says your name and then shrugs at you. Where are you going? There's a girl, Rixa. Vikram had a radio just for her. What do you think that means? Uh, her expression drops even more, even though, even though, you know, it may not have been thought possible. (laughs) Um, my God, uh, looking at Alexi, it's one thing to hold him accountable for a crime of the past. He's committing a crime right now. He has this girl. Where's her father? He's just got his hands up and you can see him in the, like in the distance, just kind of like slowly approaching these dogs. He's not really paying attention. Mm. Let's let's go, Thistle. Uh, Gits, you catch up when you can. Bring him with you. You, point at the other broadhead. Like, let's go. Um, as uh, she is just kind of yeah running away from the uh, seeing the crime here. But also, Sydney, you see this as in backlit from the fire. Uh, you do see Sarah kind of like turning to go towards your direction and, uh, you know, three times taller man, let's say. Uh, or I imagine Travis a little shorter, two and a half, but just like knock this girl out and she falls. Uh, so you know that, you know, um, unfortunately, Sarah has been knocked out. Okay, so she's going to get onto shore and then... Um... I don't think she's. She, I don't think she wants to be right behind them. I think she's gonna. She is gonna go farther into the woods. Okay. Uh, so, Sydney, uh, during part of your movement, uh, Fennec through the woods and probably surprises you a little bit because uh, Fennec is pretty stealthy. Oh, I think I. I already had a weapon drawn, so I pointed at him. And that does not help your relationship with Fennec. No, obviously <laughs> not. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I just want you to imagine, like, you take the gun out and Fennec, like, has just jumped in front of you and surprised you and he immediately goes, like, poof, like, almost to the point that it's so much that he, like, kind of goes, Oop, like, off the ground just a little bit, like, poof. And, and Singy's, like, and she kind of lowers the, the little hand crossbow and then she's, like, really not good with animals and she's trying to be quiet, so she's, like, um, and she, like, starts to vaguely reach a hand out. And he just goes <laughs> like... And she goes <laughs> shh. And if Fennec could cock an eyebrow that is the look he's giving her. 
as he like poofs down a little bit. He de-poofs. Okay, calm down, fuzzy creature. Uh, um, what are you doing? And Fennec just looks at her, looks off towards Travis and Sarah, looks back at her and goes, and like cocks his head and starts, you know, bounding. And she kind of says to herself as she's trudging along snookily, yeah, I know. Where did you think I was going? Sign is a tabletop role-playing game created by Julian Frid and me, Jason Ox. This podcast is recorded in Toronto, Canada, and is edited and produced by Julian Frid, featuring Jonathan Sconza as Alexi, Louisa Zhu as Sinyi, Stefan Till as Jonas, Christy Bolton as Finreal, and Julian Frid as The Handler. Opening theme by Justin Malecki, with additional tracks created and performed by Justin Malecki, Julian Frid, and Liam O'Doherty. Recording provided by Zencaster. To learn more about Sign, visit signuniverse.com and join our mailing list for news about our upcoming sourcebook on Kickstarter. If you want to get your hands on the sourcebook early and give us feedback, check out signuniverse at itch.io. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at thesignuniverse, all one word. You can also find Sign Adventures and other media on our YouTube channel. If you like what you hear, please like, share, and subscribe. But most importantly, thank you for listening. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Meet Pia Casely, a journalist with a nose for a good story. Do you know who the last person to interview Julie Capsom was? Me. Meet Brenda Bentley, a dogged detective with a case she can't let go. Nobody came closer than I did, and that's why I was kicked off the force. Together, they solve the cold cases no one else can. That's when things got weird. And we haven't even gotten to the torso yet. If they don't kill each other first, that is. Well, you've got another thing coming. You know, I think it's you've got another thing coming. Or perhaps there's something else between them. Well, if the feeling's mutual, call it a mutual feeling. Arden, a podcast about crime, romance, and everything else. Season 1 and 2 now available. Brought to you by Wayface Industries, the good people.